This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information on how to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Gordon Mackenzie. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Introduction Come, said my soul, such verses for my body let us write, for we are one, that should I after return, or long, long hence in other spheres, there to some group of mates the chance resuming, tallying earth's soil, trees, winds, tumultuous waves, ever with pleased smile I may keep on, ever and ever yet the verses owning, as, first, I hear and now, signing for soul and body, set to them my name, Walt Whitman. Book One, Inscriptions One's Self I Sing One's Self I Sing, a simple, separate person, yet utter the word democratic, the word en masse, a physiology from top to toe I sing. Not physiognomy alone, nor brain alone, is worthy for the muse. I say the form complete is worthier far, the female equally with the male I sing. Of life immense in passion, pulse, and power, cheerful, for freest action formed under the laws divine, the modern man I sing. As I pondered in silence. As I pondered in silence, returning upon my poems, considering lingering long, a phantom arose before me with distrustful aspect, terrible in beauty, age, and power, the genius of poets of old lands, as to me directing like flame its eyes, with finger pointing to many immortal songs and menacing voice. What singest thou, it said, knowest thou not there is hut one theme for ever enduring bards, and that is the theme of war, the fortune of battles, the making of perfect soldiers? Be it so, then I answered, I too, haughty shade, also sing war, and a longer and greater one than any waged in my book, with varying fortune, with flight, advance and retreat, victory deferred and wavering, yet methinks certain, or as good as certain at the last, the field the world, for life and death, for the body and for the eternal soul, lo, I too am come chanting the chant of battles, I above all promote
brave soldiers. In Cabined Ships at Sea In cabined ships at sea, the boundless blue on every side expanding, with whistling winds and music of the waves, the large imperious waves, or some lone bark buoyed on the dense marine, where joyous full of faith spreading white sails, she cleaves the ether mid the sparkle and the foam of day, or under many a star at night, by sailors young and old haply will I a reminiscence of the land be read in full rapport at last. Here are our thoughts, voyagers' thoughts. Here not the land, firm land, alone appears. May then by them be said, The sky o'erarches here. We feel the undulating deck beneath our feet. We feel the long pulsation, ebb and flow of endless motion. The tones of unseen mystery, the vague and vast suggestions of the briny world, the liquid flowing syllables, the perfume, the faint creaking of the cordage, the melancholy rhythm, the boundless vista and the horizon far and dim are all here. And this is Ocean's poem. Then falter not, O book, fulfill your destiny. You not a reminiscence of the land alone. You too as a lone bark cleaving the ether, Purposed I know not whither, yet ever full of faith. Consort to every ship that sails, sail you. Bear forth to them folded my love. Dear mariners, for you I fold it here in every leaf. Speed on, my book, spread your white sails, my little bark athwart the imperious waves. Chant on. Sail on, bear o'er the boundless blue from me to every sea, this song for mariners and all their ships. To Foreign Lands I heard that you asked for something to prove this puzzle, the new world, and to define America, her athletic democracy. Therefore, I send you my poems, that you behold in them what you wanted. To a Historian You who celebrate bygones, who have explored the outward, the surfaces of the races, the life that has exhibited itself, who have treated of man as the creature of politics, aggregates, rulers, and priests. I, habitant of the Alleghenies, 
treating of him as he is in himself in his own rights, pressing the pulse of the life that has seldom exhibited itself, the great pride of man in himself, chanter of personality, outlining what is yet to be, I project the history of the future. To thee, old cause. To thee, old cause, thou peerless, passionate, good cause, thou stern, remorseless, sweet idea, deathless throughout the ages, races, lands, after a strange, sad war, great war for thee. I think all war through time was really fought, and ever will be really fought, for thee. These chants for thee, the eternal march of thee. A war, O oh, soldiers, not for itself alone, far, far more stood silently waiting behind, now to advance in this book. Thou orb of many orbs, thou seething principle, thou well-kept latent germ, thou center. Around the idea of thee the war revolving, with all its angry and vehement play of causes, with vast results to come for thrice a thousand years, these recitatives for thee, my book and the war, are one, merged in its spirit I and mine, as the contest hinged on thee, as a wheel on its axis turns, this book unwitting to itself, around the idea of thee. Eidolons I met a seer, passing the hues and objects of the world, the field of art and learning, pleasure, sense, to glean eidolons. Put in thy chance, said he, no more the puzzling hour, nor day, nor segments, parts put in. Put first before the rest as light for all an entrance song of all that of eidolons ever the dim beginning ever the growth the rounding of the circle ever the summit and the merge at last to surely start again eidolons eidolons ever the mutable Ever materials changing, crumbling, recohering, Ever the ateliers, the factories divine, Issuing eidolons. Lo, I or you, or woman, man, or state, Known or unknown, we seeming solid wealth, Strength, beauty build, but really build eidolons. The ostent evanescent, the substance of an artist's mood, 
or savan studies long, or warriors, martyrs, heroes' toils, to fashion his eidolon. Of every human life, the units gathered, posted, not a thought, a motion, deed left out, the whole or large or small summed, added up in its eidolon. The old, old urge, based on the ancient pinnacles, lo, newer, higher pinnacles, from science and the modern still impelled, the old, old urge, eidolons. The present, now and here, America's busy, teeming, intricate whirl of aggregate and segregate, for only thence releasing today's eidolons. These with the past, of vanished lands, of all the reigns of kings across the sea, old conquerors, old campaigns, old sailors' voyages, joining eidolons. Densities, growth, facades, strata of mountains, soils, rocks, giant trees, far-born, far-dying, living long, to leave eidolons, everlasting. Exult, rapt, ecstatic, the visible but their womb of birth, of orbic tendencies to shape and shape and shape the mighty earth eidolon. All space, all time, the stars, the terrible perturbations of the suns, swelling, collapsing, ending, serving their longer, shorter use, filled with eidolons only. The noiseless myriads, the infinite oceans where the rivers empty, the separate countless free identities like eyesight, the true realities, eidolons. Not this world, nor these the universes, they the universes, purport and end ever the permanent life of life, eidolons, eidolons. Beyond thy lectures learned, professor, beyond thy telescope or spectroscope observer keen, beyond all mathematics, beyond the doctor's surgery, anatomy, beyond the chemist with his chemistry, the entities of entities, eidolons, unfixed yet fixed, ever shall be, ever have been and are, sweeping the present to the infinite future, eidolons, eidolons, eidolons. The prophet and the bard shall yet maintain themselves in higher stages yet, shall mediate to the modern, to democracy, interpret yet to them God and eidolons. And thee, my soul, joys, ceaseless exercises, exultations, thy yearning amply fed at last, prepared to meet thy mates, 
eidolons. Thy body permanent, the body lurking there within thy body, the only purport of the form thou art, the real I myself, an image, an eidolon. Thy very songs, not in thy songs, no special strains to sing, none for itself, but from the whole resulting, rising at last, and floating, a round, full-orbed eidolon. For Him I Sing For Him I Sing I raise the present on the past, as some perennial tree out of its roots, the present on the past. With time and space I him dilate and fuse the immortal laws to make himself by them the law unto himself. When I read the book, when I read the book, the biography famous, and is this then, said I, what the author calls a man's life? And so will someone, when I am dead and gone, write my life? As if any man really knew aught of my life. Why, even I myself, I often think no little or nothing of my real life. Only a few hints, a few diffused faint clues and indirections I seek for my own use to trace out here. Beginning My Studies Beginning my studies, the first step pleased me so much. The mere fact consciousness, these forms, the power of motion, the least insect or animal, the senses, eyesight, love. The first step, I say, awed me and pleased me so much. I have hardly gone and hardly wish to go any farther, but stop and loiter all the time to sing it in ecstatic songs. Beginners How they are provided for upon the earth, appearing at intervals, how dear and dreadful they are to the earth, how they inure to themselves as much as to any, what a paradox appears their age, how people respond to them, yet know them not, how there is something relentless in their fate all times, how all times mischoose the objects of their adulation and reward, and how the same inexorable price must still be paid for the same great purchase. To the States To the States, or any one of them, or any city of the States, resist much, obey little. Once unquestioning obedience, once fully enslaved, 
once fully enslaved no nation state city of this earth ever afterward resumes its liberty on journeys through the states on journeys through the states we start i through the world urged by these songs sailing henceforth to every land to every sea we willing learners of all teachers of all and lovers of all we have watched the seasons dispensing themselves and passing on and have said why should not a man or woman do as much as the seasons and effuse as much we dwell a while in every city and town we pass through canada the northeast the vast valley of the mississippi and the southern states we confer on equal terms with each of the states we make trial of ourselves and invite men and women to hear we say to ourselves remember fear not be candid promulge the body and the soul dwell a while and pass on be copious temperate chaste magnetic and what you effuse may then return as the seasons return and may be just as much as the seasons to a certain cantatrice here take this gift i was reserving it for some hero speaker or general one who should serve the good old cause the great idea the progress and freedom of the race some brave confronter of despots some daring rebel but i see that what i was reserving belongs to you just as much to any me imperturb me imperturb standing at ease in nature master of all or mistress of all aplomb in the midst of irrational things imbued as they passive receptive silent as they finding my occupation poverty notoriety foibles crimes less important than i thought me toward the mexican sea or in the manhatta or the tennessee or far north or inland a river man or a man of the woods or of any farm life of these states or of the coast or the lakes or canada me wherever my life is lived oh to be self-balanced for contingencies to confront night storms hunger ridicule accidents rebuffs as the trees and animals do savantism thither as i look i see each result and glory retracing itself and nestling close always obligated thither hours months 
years. Thither trades, compacts, establishments, even the most minute. Thither everyday life, speech, utensils, politics, persons, estates. Thither we also, I with my leaves and songs, trustful, admirant, as a father to his father going takes his children along with him. THE SHIP STARTING Lo, the unbounded sea, on its breast, a ship starting, spreading all sails, carrying even her moon-sails. The pennant is flying aloft as she speeds, she speeds so stately. Below, emulous waves press forward. They surround the ship with shining, curving motions and foam. I Hear America Singing I hear America singing. The varied carols I hear, those of mechanics, everyone singing his as it should be blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. The mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work. The boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat. The deckhand singing on the steamboat deck. The shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench. The hatter singing as he stands. The woodcutter's song, the ploughboy's on his way in the morning, or at noon intermission, or at sundown. The delicious singing of the mother, or of the young wife at work, or of the girl sewing or washing. Each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. The day what belongs to the day, at night the party of young fellows, robust, friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. What Place is Besieged? What place is besieged, and vainly tries to raise the siege? Lo, I send to that place a commander, swift, brave, immortal, and with him horse and foot, and parks of artillery, and artillerymen, the deadliest that ever fired gun. Still though the one I sing, still though the one I sing, one, yet of contradictions made, I dedicate to nationality, I leave in him revolt, O latent right of insurrection, O quenchless, indispensable fire. Shut not your doors. Shut not your doors to me, proud libraries, for that which was lacking on all your well-filled shelves, yet needed most, I bring forth from the war emerging, 
a book I have made, the words of my book nothing, the drift of it everything, a book separate, not linked with the rest, nor felt by the intellect, but you, ye untold latencies, will thrill to every page. Poets to Come Poets to come, orators, singers, musicians to come. Not today is to justify me and answer what I am for, but you, a new brood, native, athletic, continental, greater than before known, arouse, for you must justify me. I myself but write one or two indicative words for the future. I but advance a moment only to wheel and hurry back in the darkness. I am a man who, sauntering along without fully stopping, turns a casual look upon you and then averts his face, leaving it to you to prove and define it, expecting the main things from you. To you. Stranger, if you passing meet me and desire to speak to me, why should you not speak to me, and why should I not speak to you? Thou Reader Thou Reader throbbest life and pride and love the same as I, therefore for thee the following chance. End of Book One This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For information, see LibriVox.blogsome.com Recording by Hugh McGuire Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman Book Two, starting from Palmanoc. One. Starting from fish-shaped Palmanoc, where I was born, well begotten and raised by a perfect mother, after roaming many lands, lover of populous pavements, dweller in Manhattan, my city, or on southern savannas, or a soldier camped or carrying my knapsack and a gun, or a miner in California or rude in my home in Dakota's woods, my diet meat, my drink from the spring, or withdrawn to muse and meditate in some deep recess, far from the clank of crowds, intervals passing rapt and happy, aware of the fresh free giver, the flowing Missouri, aware of mighty Niagara, Aware of the buffalo herds grazing the plains, the herstute and strong-breasted bull, Of earth, rocks, fifth-month flowers experienced, stars, rain, snow, my amaze. Having studied the mockingbird's tones in the flight of the mountain hawk, And heard at dawn the unrivaled one, the hermit thrush, from the swamp cedars, solitary, 
singing in the west. I strike up for a new world. 2. Victory, union, faith, identity, time, the indissoluble compacts, riches, mystery, eternal progress, the cosmos, and the modern reports. This, then, is life. Here is what has come to the surface after so many throes and convulsions. How curious, how real! Underfoot the divine soil, overhead the sun. Sea revolving the globe. The ancestor continents away grouped together. The present and future continents north and south with the isthmus between. Sea, vast trackless spaces. As in a dream they change, they swiftly fill. Countless masses debauch upon them. They are now covered with the foremost people, arts, institution, known. See, projected through time, for me an audience interminable. With firm and regular step they wend, they never stop. Successions of men, Americanos, a hundred million, one generation playing its part and passing on, another generation playing its part and passing on in its turn, with faces turned sideways or backwards towards me to listen, with eyes retrospective towards me. 3. Americanos, conquerors, marches humanitarian, foremost, century marches, libertad, masses, for you a program of chance, chance of the prairies, chance of the long-running Mississippi and down to the Mexican Sea, chance of Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin and Minnesota, chance going forth from the center from Kansas and thence equidistant, shooting in pulses of fire ceaseless to vivify all. 4. Take my leaves, America, take them south and take them north. Make welcome for them everywhere, for they are your own offspring. Surround them east and west, for they would surround you. And you precedents connect lovingly with them, for they connect lovingly with you. I conned old times. I sat studying at the feet of the great masters. Now, if eligible, oh, that great masters might return and study me. In the name of these states, shall I scorn the antique? Why, these are the children of the antique to justify it. 5. Dead poets, 
philosophes, priests, martyrs, artists, inventors, governments long since, language shapers on other shores, nations once powerful now reduced, withdrawn or desolate. I dare not proceed till I respectfully credit what you have left, wafted, hit her. I have perused it, own it, it's admirable, moving a while among it. Think nothing can ever be greater, nothing can ever deserve more than it deserves. Regarding it all intently a long while, then dismissing it, I stand in my place with my own day here. Here lands female and male. Here the airship and heiress ship of the world. Here the flame of materials. Here spirituality. The translatress. The openly avowed. The ever tending. The finale of visible forms. The satisfier after due long waiting now advancing. Yes, here comes my mistress, the soul. 6. The Soul Forever and forever, longer than soil is brown and solid, longer than water ebbs and flows. I will make the poems of materials, for I think they are to be the most spiritual poems, and I will make the poems of my body and of mortality. And I think I shall then supply myself with the poems of my soul and of immortality. I will make a song for these states that no one state may under any circumstances be subjected to another state, and I will make a song that there shall be comity by day and by night between all the states and between any two of them. And I will make a song for the ears of the president, full of weapons with menacing points, and behind the weapons countless dissatisfied faces. And a song make I of the one formed out of all, the fanged and glittering one whose head is over all, resolute, warlike one, including and over all however high the head of any else, that head is over all. I will acknowledge contemporary lands. I will trail the whole geography of the globe and salute courteously every city large and small, and employments I will put in my poems that with you is heroism upon land and sea. And I will report all heroism from an American point of view. I will sing the songs of companionship. I will show what alone must finally compact these. I believe these are to found their own ideal of manly love, indicating it in me. I will therefore let flame from me the burning fires that were threatening to consume me. I will lift what has too long kept down those smoldering fires. I will give them complete abandonment. I will write 
the evangel poem of comrades and of love. For who but I should understand love with all its sorrow and joy? And who but I should be the poet of comrades? 7. I am the credulous man of qualities, ages, races. I advance from the people in their own spirit. Here is what sings unrestricted faith. Ohms, ohms, let others ignore that they may. I make the poem of evil also. I commemorate that part also. I am myself just as much evil as good, and my nation is, and I say, there is in fact no evil. Or if there is, I say it is just as important to you, to the land, or to me, as anything else. I too, following many and followed by many, inaugurate a religion. I descend into the arena. It may be I am destined to utter the loudest cries there, the winners' pealing shouts, who knows. They may rise for me yet and soar above everything. Each is not for its own sake. I say, the whole earth and all the stars in the sky are for religion's sake. I say, no man has ever yet been half devout enough, none has ever yet adored or worshipped half enough, none has begun to think how divine he himself is and how certain the future is. I say that the real and permanent grandeur of these states must be their religion, otherwise there is no just, no real no permanent grandeur, nor character nor life worthy the name without religion, nor land nor man or woman without religion. 8. What are you doing, young man? Are you so earnest, so given up to literature, Science, art, amours, these ostensible realities, politics, points, your ambition or business, whatever it may be. It is well. Against such I say not a word. I am their poet also. But behold, such swiftly subside, burnt up for religion's sake. For not all matter is fuel to heat impalpable flame, the essential life of the earth, and more than such are to religion. 9. What do you seek so pensive and silent? What do you need, camarado? Dear son, do you think it is love? Listen, dear son, listen, America, daughter or son. It is a painful thing to love a man or woman to excess, and yet it satisfies, it is great, but there is something else very great. It makes the whole coincide, it 
magnificent, beyond materials, with continuous hand sweeps and provides for all. 10. Know you solely to drop in the earth the germs of a greater religion. Following chants each for its kind I sing. My comrade, for you to share with me two greatnesses, and a third one rising inclusive and more resplendent, the greatness of love and democracy, and the greatness of religion. Melange mine own, the unseen and the seen, mysterious ocean where the streams empty, prophetic spirit of materials shifting and flickering around me, living beings, identities now doubtless near us in the air that we know not of, contact daily and hourly that will not release me, these selecting, these hints, demanded of me not he with a daily kiss onward from the childhood kissing me has winded and twisted around me that which holds me to him any more than i am held to the heavens and all the spiritual world after what they have done to me suggesting themes oh such themes equalities O divine average, warblings under the sun, ushered as now, or at noon, or setting, strains musical flowing through ages, now reaching hither, I take to your reckless and composite chords, add to them, and cheerfully pass them forward. 11. As I have walked in Alabama, my morning walk. I've seen where the she-bird, the mockingbird, sat on her nest in the briars hatching her brood. I've seen the he-bird also. I have paused to hear him near at hand inflating his throat and joyfully singing. And while I paused it came to me that what he really sang for was not there only nor for his mate, nor himself only, nor all sent back by the echoes, but subtle, clandestine, away beyond, a charge transmitted and gift occult for those being born. 12. Democracy Near at hand, to you a throat is now inflating itself and joyfully singing, Ma femme, for the brood beyond us and of us, for those who belong here and those to come, I exultant to be ready for them and will now shake out carols stronger and haughtier than ever have yet been heard upon earth. I will make the songs of passion to give them their way, and your songs, outlawed offenders, for I scan you with kindred eyes and carry you with me the same as any. I will make the true poem of riches. 
to earn for the body and the mind whatever adheres and goes forward and is not dropped by death. I will effuse egotism and show it underlying all, and I will be the bard of personality. And I will show of male and female that either is but the equal of the other, and sexual organs and acts. Do you concentrate in me, for I am determined to tell you with courageous clear voice, to prove you illustrious. And I will show that there is no imperfection in the present, and can be none in the future. And I will show that whatever happens to anybody, it may be turned to beautiful results. And I will show that nothing can happen more beautiful than death. And I will thread a thread through my poems that time and events are compact, and that all the things of the universe are perfect miracles, each as profound as any. I will not make poems with reference to parts, but I will make poems, songs, thoughts with reference to ensemble. And I will not sing with reference to a day, but with reference to all days. And I will not make a poem, nor the least part of a poem, but has reference to the soul. Because having looked at the objects of the universe, I find there is no one, nor any particle of one, but has reference to the soul. 13. Was somebody asking to see the soul? See your own shape and continents, persons, substances, beasts, the trees, the running rivers, the rocks and sands. All hold spiritual joys and afterwards loosen them. How can the real body ever die and be buried? Of your real body and any man's or woman's real body, item for item, it will elude the hands of the corpse cleaners and pass to fitting spheres, carrying what has accrued to it from the moment of birth to the moment of death. Not the types set up by the printer return their impression, the meaning, the main concern, any more than a man's substance and life, or a woman's substance and life, return in the body and the soul, indifferently before death and after death. Behold, the body includes and is the meaning, the main concern, and includes and is the soul. Whoever you are, how superb and how divine is your body, or any part of it. 14. 
whoever you are, to you, endless announcements. Daughter of the lands, did you wait for your poet? Did you wait for one with a flowering mouth, an indicative hand? Toward the male of the states and toward the female of the states, exulting words, words to democracy's lands. Interlinked, food-yielding lands, land of coal and iron, land of gold, land of cotton, sugar, rice, land of wheat, beef, pork, land of wool and hemp, land of the apple and the grape, land of the pastoral plains and the grass fields of the world, land of those sweet interminable plateaus, land of the herd, the garden, the healthy house of adobe, land where the northwest Columbia winds, where the southwest Colorado winds, land of the eastern Chesapeake, land of the Delaware, land of Ontario, Erie, Huron, Michigan, land of the old thirteen, Massachusetts land, land of Vermont, and land of Connecticut, land of the ocean shores, land of sierras and peaks, land of boatmen and sailors, fishermen's land, inextricable lands, the clutched together, the passionate ones, the side by side, the elder and younger brothers, the bony lind, the great woman's land, the feminine, the experienced sisters and the inexperienced sisters, far breath land, arctic braced, Mexican breeze, the diverse, the compact, the Pennsylvanian, the Virginian, the double Carolinian, O oh, all and each well loved by me, my intrepid nations, O oh, I at any rate include you all with perfect love. I cannot be discharged from you, not from one any sooner than another. O oh, death, O oh, for all that, I am yet of you unseen this hour with irrepressible love, walking New England, a friend, a traveler, splashing my bare feet in the edge of the summer ripples on Pominox sands, crossing the prairies, dwelling again in Chicago, dwelling in every town, observing shows, births, improvements, structures, arts, Listening to orators and oratresses in public halls, Of and through the states as during life, Each man and woman, my neighbor, The Louisianan, the Georgian, As near to me and as near to him and her, The Mississippian and the Arkansian, Yet with me, and I yet with any of them, Yet upon the plains west of the Spinal River, yet in my house of adobe,
yet returning eastward. Yet in the seaside state, or in Maryland. Yet Canadian, cheerily braving the winter, the snow and ice, welcome to me. Yet a true son, either of Maine or of the Granite State, or the Narragansett Bay State, or the Empire State, yet sailing to other shores to annex the same, yet welcoming every new brother, hereby applying these leaves to the new ones from the hour they unite with the old ones, coming among the new ones myself to be their companion and equal, coming personally to you now, enjoining you to acts, characters, spectacles, with me. Fifteen. With me, with firm holding, yet haste, haste on, for your life adhere to me. I may have to be persuaded many times before I consent to give myself really to you. But what of that? Must not nature be persuaded many times? No dainty, dolce, affettuoso I, bearded, sunburnt, gray-necked, forbidding. I have arrived. To be wrestled with as I pass for the solid prizes of the universe. For such I afford whoever can preserve to win them. 16. On my way a moment I pause. Here for you, and here for America. Still the present I raise aloft, Still the future of the states I harbinge, glad and sublime. And for the past I pronounce What the air holds of the red aborigines. The red aborigines, Living natural breaths, Sound of rain and winds, Calls as of the birds, And animals in the woods, Syllabled to us for names, Oconi, Kusa, Ottawa, Monogahela, Zauk, Natchez, Chattahoochee, Caqueta, Oronoco, Wabash, Miami, Saginaw, Chippewa, Oshkosh, Walla Walla, leaving such to states they melt, they depart, charging the water and the land with names. 17. Expanding and swift, henceforth, elements, breeds, adjustments, turbulent, quick, and audacious, a world primal again, vistas of glory, incessant and branching, a new race dominating previous ones and grander far, with new contests, new politics, new literatures and religions, new inventions and art. These, my voice announcing, I will sleep no more 
but arise. You oceans that have been calm within me, how I feel you, fathomless, stirring, preparing, unprecedented waves and storms. 18. Sea, steamers, steaming through my poems. Sea, in my poems, immigrants, continually coming and landing. Sea, in arriere, the wigwam, the trail, the hunter's hut, the flatboat, the maize leaf, the claim, the rude fence, and the backwoods village. See on the one side the western sea, and on the other the eastern sea. How they advance and retreat upon my poems as upon their own shores. See pastures and forests in my poems. See animals wild and tame. See beyond the caw countless herds of buffalo feeding on short curly grass. See in my poems, cities, solid, vast, inland, with paved streets, with iron and stone edifices, ceaseless vehicles and commerce, see the many-cylindered steam printing press, see the electric telegraph stretching across the continents, see through Atlantica's depths, pulses American, Europe, reaching pulses of Europe duly returned. See the strong and quick locomotive as it departs, panting, blowing, the steam whistle. See plowmen plowing farms, see miners digging mines, see the numberless factories, see mechanics busy at their benches with tools. See from among them superior judges, philosophs, presidents, emerge, dressed in working dresses. See, lounging through the shops and fields of the states, me, well-beloved, close-held by day and night. Hear the loud echoes of my songs there. Read the hints, come at last. Nineteen. O camarado close, O you and me at last, And us two only. O a word to clear one's path ahead endlessly. O something ecstatic and undemonstrable, O music wild, Oh, now I triumph, and you shall also. Oh, hand in hand. Oh, wholesome pleasure. Oh, one more desirer and lover. Oh, to haste. Firm holding. To haste. Haste on with me. End of book two. This is a LibriVox recording. 
All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information on how to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Gordon Mackenzie. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book Three Song of Myself. One. I celebrate myself, and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. I loaf and invite my soul, I lean and loaf at my ease, observing a spear of summer grass. My tongue every atom of my blood formed from this soil this air born here of parents born here from parents the same and their parents the same i now thirty-seven years old in perfect health begin hoping to cease not till death creeds and schools and abeyance Retiring back a while sufficed at what they are, but never forgotten. I harbor for good or bad. I permit to speak at every hazard, nature without check, with original energy. 2. Houses and rooms are full of perfumes. The shelves are crowded with perfumes. I breathe the fragrance myself, and know it, and like it. The distillation would intoxicate me also, but I shall not let it. The atmosphere is not a perfume. It has no taste of the distillation. It is odorless. It is for my mouth forever. I am in love with it. I will go to the bank by the wood and become undisguised and naked. I am mad for it to be in contact with me. The smoke of my own breath. Echoes, ripples, buzzed whispers, love root, silk thread, crotch and vine, my respiration and inspiration, the beating of my heart, the passing of blood and air through my lungs, the sniff of green leaves and dry leaves, and of the shore and dark-colored sea rocks, and of hay in the barn, the sound of the belched words of my voice loosed to the eddies of the wind, a few light kisses, a few embraces, a reaching around of arms, the play of shine and shade on the trees as the supple boughs wag, the delight alone or in the rush of the streets or along the fields and hillsides, the feeling of health, the full noon trill, 
the sound of me rising from bed and meeting the sun. Have you reckoned a thousand acres much? Have you reckoned the earth much? Have you practiced so long to learn to read? Have you felt so proud to get at the meaning of poems? Stop this day and night with me, and you shall possess the origin of all poems. You shall possess the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of suns left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters in books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. 3. I have heard what the talkers are talking, the talk of the beginning and the end, but I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now, nor any more youth or age than there is now, and will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness opposite equals advance, always substance and increase, always sex, always a knit of identity, always distinction, always a breed of life. To elaborate is no avail. Learned and unlearned feel that it is so. Sure as the most certain sure, plumb in the uprights, well entreated, braced in the beams, stout as a horse, affectionate, haughty, electrical. I and this mystery here we stand. Clear and sweet is my soul, and clear and sweet is all that is not my soul. Lack one, lacks both, and the unseen is proved by the seen, till that becomes unseen and receives proof in its turn. Showing the best and dividing it from the worst, Age vexes age, knowing the perfect fitness and equanimity of things, while they discuss, I am silent, and go bathe and admire myself. Welcome is every organ and attribute of me, and of any man hardy and clean, not an inch nor a particle of an inch is vile 
and none shall be less familiar than the rest. I am satisfied. I see, dance, laugh, sing, as the hugging and loving bedfellow sleeps at my side through the night, and withdraws at the peep of the day with stealthy tread, leaving me baskets covered with white towels, swelling the house with their plenty. Shall I postpone my acceptation and realization and scream at my eyes that they turn from gazing after and down the road, and forthwith cipher and show me to a cent exactly the value of one and exactly the value of two, and which is ahead? Four. Trippers and askers surround me, people I meet, the effect upon me of my early life or the ward and city I live in, or the nation, the latest dates, discoveries, inventions, societies, authors, old and new, my dinner, dress, associates, looks, compliments, dues, the real or fancied indifference of some man or woman I love, the sickness of one of my folks, or of myself, or ill-doing, or loss, or lack of money, or depressions, or exaltations, battles, the horrors of fratricidal war, the fever of doubtful news, the fitful events, these come to me days and nights, and go from me again. But they are not the me myself. Apart from the pulling and hauling stands what I am. Stands amused, complacent, compassionating, idle, unitary, looks down, is erect, or bends an arm on an impalpable certain rest looking with side-curved head, curious what will come next, both in and out of the game, and watching and wondering at it. Backward I see in my own days where I sweated through fog with linguists and contenders. I have no mockings or arguments. I witness and wait. 5. I believe in you, my soul. The other I am must not abase itself to you, and you must not be abased to the other. Loaf with me on the grass. Loose the stop from your throat. Not words, not music or rhyme I want, not custom or lecture, not even the best. Only the lull I like, the hum of your valved voice. I mind how once we lay such a transparent summer morning, how you settled your head athwart my hips, and gently turned over upon me, and parted the shirt from my bosom bone and plunged your tongue to my bare-stripped 
heart, and reached till you felt my beard, and reached till you held my feet. Swiftly arose and spread around me the peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the earth, and I know that the hand of God is the promise of my own, and I know that the Spirit of God is the brother of my own, and that all the men ever born are also my brothers, and the women my sisters and lovers, and that a kelson of the creation is love, and limitless are leaves stiff or drooping in the fields, and brown ants in the little wells beneath them, and mossy scabs of the worm fence, heaped stones, elder, mullein, and pokeweed. 6. A child said, What is the grass? fetching it to me with full hands. How could I answer the child? I do not know what it is any more than he. I guess it must be the flag of my disposition, out of hopeful green stuff woven, or I guess it is the handkerchief of the Lord, a scented gift and remembrancer designedly dropped, bearing the owner's name some way in the corners, that we may see and remark, and say, whose? Or I guess the grass is itself a child, the produced babe of the vegetation. Or I guess it is a uniform hieroglyphic, and it means sprouting alike in broad zones and narrow zones, growing among black folks as among white, Canuck, Tuckahoe, Congressman, Cuff, I give them the same, I receive them the same. And now it seems to me the beautiful uncut hair of graves. Tenderly will I use you curling grass, it may be you transpire from the breasts of young men, it may be if I had known them I would have loved them, it may be you are from old people or from offspring taken soon out of their mother's laps. And here you are the mother's laps. This grass is very dark to be from the white heads of old mothers, darker than the colorless beards of old men, dark to come from under the faint red roofs of mouths, Oh, I perceive after all so many uttering tongues, and I perceive they do not come from the roofs of mouths for nothing. I wish I could translate the hints about the dead young men and women, and the hints about old men and mothers, and the offspring taken soon out of their laps. What do you think has become of the young and old men? And what do you think has become of the women and children? They are alive and well somewhere. The smallest sprout 
shows there is really no death. And if ever there was, it led forward life, and does not wait at the end to arrest it, and ceased the moment life appeared. All goes onward and outward, nothing collapses, and to die is different from what anyone supposed, and luckier. 7. Has anyone supposed it lucky to be born? I hasten to inform him or her it is just as lucky to die, and I know it. I pass death with the dying, and birth with the new-washed babe, and am not contained between my hat and boots, and peruse manifold objects, no two alike, and every one good. The earth good, and the stars good, and their adjuncts all good. I am not an earth, nor an adjunct of an earth. I am the mate and companion of people, all just as immortal and fathomless as myself. They do not know how immortal, but I know. Every kind for itself and its own, for me, mine, male and female. For me, those that have been boys, and that love women. For me, the man that is proud, and feels how it stings to be slighted. For me, the sweetheart, and the old maid. For me, mothers, and the mothers of mothers. For me, lips that have smiled, eyes that have shed tears. For me, children, and the begetters of children. Undrape! You are not guilty to me, nor stale, nor discarded. I see through the broadcloth and gingham, whether or no, and am around, tenacious, acquisitive, tireless, and cannot be shaken away. 8. The little one sleeps in its cradle. I lift the gauze and look a long time and silently brush away flies with my hand. The youngster and the red-faced girl turn aside up the bushy hill. I peeringly view them from the top. The suicide sprawls on the bloody floor of the bedroom. I witness the corpse with its dabbled hair. I note where the pistol has fallen. The blab of the pave, tires of carts, slough of boot-soles, talk of the promenaders, the heavy omnibus, the driver with his interrogating thumb, the clank of the shod horses on the granite floor, the snow-sleighs, clinking, shouted jokes, pelts of snowballs, the hurrahs for popular favorites, the fury of roused mobs, the flap 
of the curtained litter, a sick man inside, born to the hospital, the meeting of enemies, the sudden oath, the blows and fall, the excited crowd, the policeman with his star quickly working his passage to the center of the crowd, the impassive stones that receive and return so many echoes, what groans of overfed or half-starved who fall sunstruck or in fits, what exclamations of women taken suddenly who hurry home and give birth to babes, what living and buried speech is always vibrating here, what howls restrained by decorum, arrests of criminals, slights, adulterous offers made, acceptances, rejections with convex lips. I mind them, or the show or resonance of them, I come and I depart. The big doors of the country barn stand open and ready. The dried grass of the harvest time loads the slow-drawn wagon. The clear light plays on the brown, gray, and green intertinged. The armfuls are packed to the sagging mow. I am there. I help. I came stretched atop of the load. I felt its soft jolts. One leg reclined on the other. I jump from the crossbeams and seize the clover and timothy and roll head over heels and tangle my hair full of wisps. 10. Alone, far in the wilds and mountains, I hunt. Wandering amazed at my own lightness and glee, In the late afternoon, choosing a safe spot to pass the night, Kindling a fire and broiling the fresh-killed game, Falling asleep on the gathered leaves with my dog and gun by my side. The Yankee clipper is under her sky-sails. She cuts the sparkle and scud. My eyes settle the land. I bend at her prow or shout joyously from the deck. The boatmen and clam-diggers arose early and stopped for me. I tucked my trouser-ends in my boots and went and had a good time. You should have been with us that day round the chowder-kettle. I saw the marriage of the trapper in the open air in the far west, the bride was a red girl. Her father and his friends sat near, cross-legged and dumbly smoking. They had moccasins to their feet and large, thick blankets hanging from their shoulders. On a bank lounged the trapper. He was dressed mostly in skins. His luxuriant beard and curls protected his neck. He held his bride by the hand. She had long eyelashes, her head was bare, her coarse, straight locks descended upon her voluptuous limbs and reached to her feet. 
the runaway slave came to my house, and stopped outside. I heard his motions crackling the twigs of the woodpile. Through the swung half-door of the kitchen I saw him, limpsy and weak, and went where he sat on a log, and led him in, and assured him, and brought water and filled a tub for his sweated body and bruised feet, and gave him a room that entered from my own, and gave him some coarse, clean clothes, and remember perfectly well his revolving eyes and his awkwardness, and remember putting plasters on the galls of his neck and ankles. He stayed with me a week before he was recuperated, and passed north. I had him sit next me at table, my firelock leaned in the corner. 11. Twenty-eight young men bathed by the shore, twenty-eight young men and all so friendly, twenty-eight years of womanly life, and all so lonesome. She owns the fine house by the rise of the bank. She hides handsome and richly dressed aft the blinds of the window. Which of the young men does she like the best? Ah, the homeliest of them is beautiful to her. Where are you off to, lady? For I see you. You splash in the water there, yet stay stock still in your room. Dancing and laughing along the beach came the twenty-ninth bather. The rest did not see her, but she saw them and loved them. The beards of the young men glistened with wet. It ran from their long hair. Little streams passed all over their bodies. An unseen hand also passed over their bodies. It descended tremblingly from their temples and ribs. The young men float on their backs, their white bellies bulge to the sun. They do not ask who seizes fast to them. They do not know who puffs and declines with pendant and bending arch. They do not think whom they souse with spray. 12. The butcher-boy puts off his killing clothes, or sharpens his knife at the stall in the market. I loiter, enjoying his repartee and his shuffle and breakdown. Blacksmiths with grimed and hairy chests environ the anvil. Each has his main sledge. They are all out. There is a great heat in the fire. From the cinder-strewed threshold I follow their movements. The lithe sheer of their waists plays even with their massive arms. Overhand the hammers swing, overhand so slow, overhand so sure. They do not hasten, each man hits in his place. 13. The negro holds firmly the reins of his four horses. The block swags underneath on its tied-over chain. The negro that drives the long dray of the stone-yard, steady and tall, he stands poised on one leg on the string-piece, 
his blue shirt exposes his ample neck and breast, and loosens over his hip-band. His glance is calm and commanding. He tosses the slouch of his hat away from his forehead. The sun falls on his crispy hair and mustache, falls on the black of his polished and perfect limbs. I behold the picturesque giant, and love him. And I do not stop there. I go with the team also. In me, the caresser of life, wherever moving, backward as well as forward slewing, to niches aside and junior bending, not a person or object missing, absorbing all to myself and for this song. Oxen that rattle the yoke and chain, or halt in the leafy shade, what is that you express in your eyes? It seems to me more than all the print I have read in my life. My tread scares the wood-drake and wood-duck on my distant and day-long ramble. They rise together, they slowly circle around. I believe in those winged purposes, and acknowledge red, yellow, white playing within me, and consider green and violet and the tufted crown intentional, and do not call the tortoise unworthy because she is not something else, and the in the woods never studied the gamut, yet trills pretty well to me, and the look of the bay mare shames silliness out of me. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information on how to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading is by Gordon Mackenzie. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman Book Three, Song of Myself Fourteen The wild gander leads his flock through the cool night, Yahonk, he says, and sounds it down to me like an invitation. The pert may suppose it meaningless, but I, listening close, find its purpose and place up there toward the wintry sky. The sharp-hoofed moose of the north, the cat on the house-sill, the chickadee, the prairie dog, the litter of the grunting sow as they tug at her teats, the brood of the turkey-hen, and she with her half-spread wings, I see in them and myself the same old law. The press of my foot to the earth springs a hundred affections. They scorn the best I can do to relate them. I am enamored of growing outdoors, of men that live among cattle, or taste of the ocean, or woods of the builders and steerers of ships and the wielders of axes and mauls and the drivers of horses. I can eat and sleep with them week in and week out. What is commonest, cheapest, nearest, easiest is me. Me going in for my chances, spending for vast returns, 
adorning myself to bestow myself on the first that will take me, not asking the sky to come down to my good will, scattering it freely for ever. 15. The pure contralto sings in the organ loft. The carpenter dresses his plank. The tongue of his foreplane whistles its wild ascending lisp. The married and unmarried children ride home to their Thanksgiving dinner. The pilot seizes the kingpin. He heaves down with a strong arm. The mate stands braced in the whaleboat. Lance and harpoon are ready. The duck-shooter walks by silent and cautious stretches. The deacons are ordained with crossed hands at the altar. The spinning-girl retreats and advances to the hum of the big wheel. The farmer stops by the bars as he walks on a first-day loaf and looks at the oats and rye. The lunatic is carried at last to the asylum, a confirmed case. He will never sleep any more as he did in the cot in his mother's bedroom. The jour printer, with gray head and gaunt jaws, works at his case. He turns his quid of tobacco while his eyes blur with the manuscript. The malformed limbs are tied to the surgeon's table. What is removed drops horribly in a pail. The quadroon girl is sold at the auction stand. The drunkard nods by the bar-room stove. The machinist rolls up his sleeves. The policeman travels his beat. The gatekeeper marks who pass. The young fellow drives the express wagon. I love him, though I do not know him. The half-breed straps on his light boots to compete in the race. The western turkey shooting draws old and young. Some lean on their rifles, some sit on logs. Out from the crowd steps the marksman, takes his position, levels his piece. The groups of newly come immigrants cover the wharf or levee. As the woolly pates hoe in the sugar field, the overseer views them from his saddle. The bugle calls in the ballroom. The gentlemen run for their partners. The dancers bow to each other. The youth lies awake in the cedar-roofed garret and harks to the musical rain. The wolverine sets traps on the creek that helps fill the Huron. The squaw, wrapped in her yellow-hemmed cloth, is offering moccasins and bead-bags for sale. The connoisseur peers along the exhibition gallery with half-shut eyes bent sideways. As the deck-hands make fast the steamboat, the plank is thrown for the shore-going passengers. The young sister holds out the skein while the elder sister winds it off in a ball, and stops now and then for the knots. The one-year wife is recovering and happy, having a week ago born her first child. The clean-haired Yankee girl works with her sewing machine, or in the factory or mill. The paving man leans on his two-handed rammer, 
The reporter's lead flies swiftly over the notebook. The sign-painter is lettering with blue and gold. The canal-boy trots on the towpath. The bookkeeper counts at his desk. The shoemaker waxes his thread. The conductor beats time for the band, and all the performers follow him. The child is baptized. The convert is making his first professions. The regatta is spread on the bay, the race is begun. How the white sails sparkle! The drover, watching his drove, sings out to them that would stray. The peddler sweats with his pack on his back, the purchaser higgling about the odd scent. The bride unrumples her white dress. The minute hand of the clock moves slowly. The opium-eater reclines with rigid head and just-opened lips. The prostitute draggles her shawl. Her bonnet bobs on her tipsy and pimpled neck. The crowd laugh at her blackguard oaths. The men jeer and wink to each other. Miserable. I do not laugh at your oaths, nor jeer you. The President, holding a cabinet council, is surrounded by the great secretaries. On the piazza walk, three matrons stately and friendly with twined arms. The crew of the fish smack pack repeated layers of halibut in the hold. The Missourian crosses the plains, toting his wares and his cattle. As the fare collector goes through the train, he gives notice by the jingling of loose change. The floor men are laying the floor, the tinners are tinning the roof, the masons are calling for mortar. In single file, each shouldering his hod, pass onward the laborers. Seasons pursuing each other, the indescribable crowd is gathered. It is the fourth of seventh month. What salutes of cannon and small arms! Seasons pursuing each other, the plower plows, the mower mows, and the winter grain falls in the ground. Off on the lakes, the pike-fisher watches and waits by the hole in the frozen surface. The stumps stand thick round the clearing. The squatter strikes deep with his axe. Flat boatmen make fast towards dusk near the cottonwood or pecan trees. Coon-seekers go through the regions of the Red River or through those drained by the Tennessee or through those of the Arkansas. Torches shine in the dark that hangs on the Chattahooch or Altamaha. Patriarchs sit at supper with sons and grandsons and great-grandsons around them. In walls of adobe, in canvas tents, rest hunters and trappers after their day's sport. The city sleeps, and the country sleeps. The living sleep for their time, the dead sleep for their time. The old husband sleeps by his wife, 
and the young husband sleeps by his wife. And these tend inward to me, and I tend outward to them. And such as it is to be of these more or less I am, and of these one and all, I weave the song of myself. 16. I am of old and young, of the foolish as much as the wise, regardless of others, ever regardful of others, maternal as well as paternal, a child as well as a man, stuffed with the stuff that is coarse and stuffed with the stuff that is fine, one of the nation of many nations, the smallest, the same, and the largest, the same, a southerner soon as a northerner, a planter nonchalant and hospitable, down by the Okanee I live, a Yankee bound my own way ready for trade, my joints the limberest joints on earth, and the sternest joints on earth, a Kentuckian walking the vale of the Elkhorn in my deerskin leggings, a Louisianian or Georgian, a boatman over lakes or bays or along coasts, a Hoosier, Badger, Buckeye, at home on Canadian snowshoes, or up in the bush, or with fishermen off Newfoundland, at home in the fleet of ice-boats, sailing with the rest and tracking, at home on the hills of Vermont or in the woods of Maine, or the Texan ranch, comrade of Californians, comrade of free Northwesterners, loving their big proportions, comrade of raftsmen and coal-men, comrade of all who shake hands and welcome to drink and meet, a learner with the simplest, a teacher of the thoughtfulest, a novice beginning, yet experient of myriads of seasons, of every hue and caste am I, of every rank and religion, a farmer, mechanic, artist, gentleman, sailor, Quaker, prisoner, fancy man, rowdy, lawyer, physician, priest. I resist anything better than my own diversity. Breathe the air, but leave plenty after me, and I'm not stuck up and am in my place. The moth and the fish-eggs are in their place. The bright suns I see and the dark suns I cannot see are in their place. The palpable is in its place, and the impalpable is in its place. 17. These are really the thoughts of all men, in all ages and lands, they are not original with me. If they are not yours as much as mine, they are nothing, or next to nothing. If they are not the riddle and the untying of the riddle, they are nothing. If they are not just as close as they are distant, they are nothing. This is the grass that grows wherever the land is and the water is. This is the common air that bathes the globe. 
18. With music strong I come, with my cornets and my drums. I play not marches for accepted victors only, I play marches for conquered and slain persons. Have you heard that it was good to gain the day? I also say it is good to fall. Battles are lost in the same spirit in which they are won. I beat and pound for the dead. I blow through my embouchures my loudest and gayest for them. Vivas to those who have failed, and to those whose war vessels sank in the sea, and to those themselves who sank in the sea, and to all generals that lost engagements, and all overcome heroes, and the numberless unknown heroes equal to the greatest heroes known. 19. This is the meal equally set, this the meat for natural hunger. It is for the wicked, just same as the righteous. I make appointments with all. I will not have a single person slighted or left away. The kept woman, sponger, thief are hereby invited. The heavy-lipped slave is invited. The venereally is invited. There shall be no difference between them and the rest. This is the press of a bashful hand. This the float and odor of hair. This the touch of my lips to yours. This the murmur of yearning. This the far off depth and height reflecting my own face. This the thoughtful merge of myself and the outlet again. Do you guess I have some intricate purpose? Well, I have. For the fourth month showers have, and the mica on the side of a rock has. Do you take it I would astonish? Does the daylight astonish? Does the early red start twittering through the woods? Do I astonish more than they? This hour I tell things in confidence. I might not tell everybody, but I will tell you. 20. Who goes there? Hankering, gross, mystical, nude. How is it I extract strength from the beef I eat? What is a man, anyhow? What am I? What are you? All I mark as my own, you shall offset it with your own, else it were time lost listening to me. I do not snivel that snivel the world over, that months are vacuums, and the ground but wallow and filth, whimpering and truckling fold with powders for invalids, conformity, 
goes to the fourth removed. I wear my hat as I please, indoors or out. Why should I pray? Why should I venerate and be ceremonious? Having pried through the strata, analyzed to a hair, counseled with doctors and calculated close, I find no sweeter fat than sticks to my own bones. In all people I see myself, none more and not one a barley corn less, and the good or bad I say of myself, I say of them. I know I am solid and sound. To me the converging objects of the universe perpetually flow. All are written to me, and I must get what the writing means. I know I am deathless. I know this orbit of mine cannot be swept by a carpenter's compass. I know I shall not pass like a child's carlicue cut with a burnt stick at night. I know I am august. I do not trouble my spirit to vindicate itself or be understood. I see that the elementary laws never apologize. I reckon I behave no prouder than the level I plant my house by, after all. I exist as I am. That is enough. If no other in the world be aware, I sit content. And if each and all be aware, I sit content. One world is aware, and by far the largest to me, and that is myself. And whether I come to my own today, or in ten thousand or ten million years, I can cheerfully take it now, or with equal cheerfulness I can wait. My foothold is tenoned and mortised in granite. I laugh at what you call dissolution, and I know the amplitude of time. 21. I am the poet of the body, and I am the poet of the soul. The pleasures of heaven are with me, and the pains of hell are with me. The first I graft and increase upon myself, the latter I translate into new tongue. I am the poet of the woman, the same as the man, and I say it is as great to be a woman as to be a man, and I say there is nothing greater than the mother of men. I chant the chant of dilation or pride. We have had ducking and deprecating about enough. I show that size is only development. Have you outstripped the rest? Are you the president? It is a trifle. They will more than arrive there every one, and still 
pass on. I am he that walks with the tender and growing night. I call to the earth and sea, half held by the night. Press close, bare-bosomed night. Press close, magnetic, nourishing night. Night of south winds, night of the large few stars. Still nodding night, mad naked summer night. Smile, O voluptuous, cool-breathed earth. Earth of the slumbering and liquid trees, Earth of the departed sunset, Earth of the mountains misty-topped, Earth of the vitreous pour of the full moon just tinged with blue, Earth of shine and dark mottling the tide of the river, Earth of the limpid gray of clouds brighter and clearer for my sake far swooping elbowed earth rich apple blossomed earth smile for your lover comes prodigal you have given me love therefore i to you give love Oh, unspeakable, passionate love. 22. You, see, I resign myself to you also. I guess what you mean. I behold from the beach your crooked fingers. I believe you refuse to go back without feeling of me. We must have a turn together. I undress. Hurry me out of sight of the land. Cushion me soft. Rock me in billowy drowse. Dash me with amorous wet. I can repay you. Sea of stretched ground swells. Sea breathing broad and convulsive breaths. Sea of the brine of life and of unshoveled yet always ready graves howler and scooper of storms capricious and dainty sea i am integral with you i too am of one phase and of all phases partaker of influx and efflux i extoller of hate and conciliation Extoller of amis, and those that sleep in each other's arms. I am he attesting sympathy. Shall I make my list of things in the house and skip the house that supports them? I am not the poet of goodness only. I do not decline to be the poet of wickedness also. What blurt is this about virtue and about vice? Evil propels me, and reform of evil propels me. I stand indifferent. 
My gate is no fault-finder's or rejecter's gate. I moisten the roots of all that has grown. Did you fear some scrofula out of the unflagging pregnancy? Did you guess the celestial laws are yet to be worked over and rectified? I find one side a balance, and the antipodal side a balance. Soft doctrine as steady help as stable doctrine. Thoughts and deeds of the present are rouse and early start. This minute that comes to me over the past decillions, there is no better than it and now. What behaved well in the past or behaves well today is not such wonder. The wonder is always and always how there can be a mean man or an infidel. 23. Endless unfolding of words of ages. And mine, a word of the modern, the word en masse, a word of the faith that never balks, here or henceforward, it is all the same to me. I accept time absolutely. It alone is without flaw. It alone rounds and completes all. That mystic baffling wonder alone completes all. I accept reality and dare not question it. Materialism first and last imbuing. Hurrah for positive science! Long live exact demonstration. Fetch stone crop mixed with cedar and branches of lilac. This is the lexicographer. This is the chemist. This made a grammar of the old cartouches. These mariners put the ship through dangerous unknown seas. This is the geologist. This works with the scalper. And this is a mathematician. Gentlemen, to you the first honors always. Your facts are useful. And yet they are not my dwelling. I but enter by them to an area of my dwelling. Less the reminders of properties told my words, And more the reminders they of life untold, And of freedom and extrication, And make short account of neuters and geldings, And favor men and women fully equipped, And beat the gong of revolt, And stop with fugitives and them that plot and conspire. 24. Walt Whitman A cosmos of Manhattan the sun, Turbulent, fleshy, sensual, Eating, drinking, and breeding. No sentimentalist, No stander above men and women, Or apart from them, 
no more modest than immodest. Unscrew the locks from the doors, unscrews the doors themselves from their jams. Whoever degrades another degrades me, and whatever is done or said returns at last to me. Through me the afflatus surging and surging, through me the current and index. I speak the password primeval. I give the sign of democracy. By God I will accept nothing which all cannot have their counterpart of on the same terms. Through me many long dumb voices, voices of the interminable generations, of prisoners and slaves, voices of the diseased and despairing, and of thieves and dwarves, voices of cycles of preparation and accretion, and of the threads that connect the stars, and of wombs and of the father's stuff, and of the rights of them that others are down upon, of the deformed, trivial, flat, foolish, despised, fog in the air, beetles, rolling balls of dung. Through me, forbidden voices, voices of sexes and lusts, voices veiled, and I remove the veil, voices indecent, by me clarified and transfigured. I do not press my fingers across my mouth. I keep as delicate around the bowels as around the head and heart. Copulation is no more rank to me than death is. I believe in the flesh and the appetites. Seeing, hearing, feeling are miracles, and each part and tag of me is a miracle. Divine am I, inside and out, and I make holy whatever I touch or am touched from. The scent of these armpits, aroma finer than prayer. This head, more than churches, Bibles, and all the creeds. If I worship one thing more than another, it shall be the spread of my own body, or any part of it. Translucent mold of me, it shall be you. Shaded ledges and rests, it shall be you. Firm, masculine coulter, it shall be you. Whatever goes to the tilth of me, it shall be you. You, my rich blood, your milky stream, pale strippings of my life, breast that presses against other breasts, it shall be you. My brain it shall be your occult convolutions, root of washed sweet flag, timorous pond snipe, 
nest of guarded duplicate eggs, it shall be you. Mixed, tussled hay of head, beard, brawn, it shall be you. Trickling sap of maple, fiber of manly wheat, it shall be you. Sun so generous, it shall be you. Vapors lighting and shading my face, it shall be you. You sweaty brooks and dews, it shall be you. Winds whose soft tickling genitals rub against me, it shall be you. Broad muscular fields, branches of live oak, loving lounger in my winding paths, it shall be you. Hands I have taken, face I have kissed, mortal I have ever touched, it shall be you. I dote on myself, there is that lot of me, and all so luscious. Each moment, and whatever happens, thrills me with joy. I cannot tell how my ankles bend, nor whence the cause of my faintest wish, nor the cause of the friendship I emit, nor the cause of the friendship I take again. That I walk up my stoop, I pause to consider if it really be a morning glory at my window satisfies me more than the metaphysics of books. To behold the daybreak. The little light fades the immense and diaphanous shadows. The air tastes good to my palate. Hefts of the moving world at innocent gambols, silently rising, freshly exuding, scooting obliquely high and low. Something I cannot see puts upward libidinous prongs, seas of bright juice suffuse heaven. The earth by the sky stayed with the daily close of their junction. The heaved challenge from the east that moment over my head, the mocking taunt. See then whether you shall be master. 25. Dazzling and tremendous how quick the sunrise would kill me, if I could not now and always send sunrise out of me. We also ascend. Dazzling and tremendous as the sun. We found our own, O oh my soul, In the calm and cool of the daybreak. My voice goes after what my eyes cannot reach. With the twirl of my tongue, I encompass worlds 
and volumes of worlds. Speech is the twin of my vision. It is unequal to measure itself. It provokes me forever. It says sarcastically, Walt, you contain enough. Why don't you let it out then? Come now. I will not be tantalized. You conceive too much of articulation. Do you not know, O oh speech, how the buds beneath you are folded, waiting in gloom, protected by frost, the dirt receding before my prophetical screams, I underlying causes to balance them at last. My knowledge, my live parts, it keeping tally with the meaning of all things, happiness, which whoever hears me let him or her set out in search of this day. My final merit I refuse you, I refuse putting from me what I really am. Encompass worlds, but never try to encompass me. I crowd your sleekest and best by simply looking toward you. Writing and talk do not prove me. I carry the plenum of proof and everything else in my face. With the hush of my lips I wholly confound the skeptic. 26. Now I will do nothing but listen, to accrue what I hear into this song, to let sounds contribute toward it. I hear bravuras of birds, bustle of growing wheat, gossip of flames, clack of sticks cooking my meals. I hear the sound I love, the sound of the human voice. I hear all sounds running together, combined, fused, or following. Sounds of the city and sounds out of the city, sounds of the day and night, talkative young ones to those that like them, the loud laugh of workpeople at their meals, the angry bass of disjointed friendship, the faint tones of the sick, the judge with hands tight to the desk, his pallid lips pronouncing a death sentence. The heave-yo of stevedores unlading ships by the wharves, the refrain of the anchor-lifters, the ring of alarm-bells, the cry of fire, the whirr of swift-streaking engines and hose-carts with premonitory tinkles and colored lights, the steam-whistle, the solid roll of the train of approaching cars, the slow march played at the head of the association marching two and two. They go to guard some corpse. The flag-tops are draped with black muslin. Twenty-seven. 
I hear the violoncello, tis the young man's heart's complaint. I hear the keyed cornet, it glides quickly in through my ears, it shakes mad sweet pangs through my belly and breast. I hear the chorus, it is a grand opera. Ah, this indeed is music. This suits me. A tenor, large and fresh as the creation, fills me. The orbic flex of his mouth is pouring and filling me full. I hear the trained soprano. What work with hers is this? The orchestra whirls me wider than Uranus flies. It wrenches such ardors from me. I did not know I possessed them. It sails me. I dab with bare feet. They are licked by the indolent waves. I am cut by bitter and angry hail. I lose my breath. Steeped amid honeyed morphine, My windpipe throttled in fakes of death, At length let up again, To feel the puzzle of puzzles, And that we call being. End of section 26